Welcome back to another week of Jets and Eagles victories brought to you by the Trav and Rigney Show. How you doing, buddy? Hey, man. I wasn't sure where you're going with. Welcome back to another week. Yeah. Well, you know, another week of the Jets winning and the Eagles winning, and uh, it's a good time. Yeah, it's really great. It's been really awesome to this point. Yeah, I'm having a good time. Yeah, I mean, you guys are you're getting you're getting wins above 500. It's gotta mm-hmm. gotta feel great, man. Uh, yeah, I think I made a joke earlier in the year. We were talking in our little group chat that we have, and I said, you know, when it comes to when it comes to football, like, is it your what do you root for on Sundays? Is it your football team? Is it your bets that you make, or is it your fantasy team? And uh, I had made the joke that in September, I always root Jets, then fantasy, then my bets. And then October through the rest of the year, it's fantasy, then my bets, then the Jets. Because mm-hmm. the Jets are usually out of it by October. And here we are in o- October, and the Jets are 3-2. and two. And not only 3-2, and two, but if for some wild reason they said, hey, let's end the regular season right meow. Okay, after five weeks, I think we've seen enough NFL action to like determine who the best teams are already. The Jets are the five seed in the AFC. I'm just saying that's winning the that's that's leading the wild card race. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that would that would make the Eagles the number one seed in all of the NFL. Yeah. That's that's great. I'll take it. Um, buddy, how close are we to picking a team of the show? Because we're at week six now. Yeah, we're. That's not even. That's not even half. What? Hold on. What were the teams of the show? Where, where, where were we at? Uh, as of because... last week, we had Lions, Jags, and Chargers. Ugh, not a great week from either any of those three. Man, um, we can we can add we can. Th- this is not a like an elimination process. We can just well we have eliminated some teams, but like we can put a whole new set of teams right now week six all right well let's go game by game and see if we want to add anybody to that mix okay all right um oh let's talk about last week's first though right yeah yeah uh the first up was the stinker of the year the colts at the broncos i hope though dude i hope this goes down as the worst game of the year because if i have to watch a, a worse game than this that's gonna be rough. Yeah, I, I like you know how like in the off season you're like, oh my god, I'll take football in any way I can get it. I'll watch college football. I'll watch like a D two game right now. You just want football in your life. Yeah. At what point it does it become uh, acceptable for you to go? I'm not watching this game. Like, what? is this what was last week the week? Can we do that for a game that bad that we're not taking taking it for granted? Yeah. No, I mean, okay, real quick. What's what's more true, okay? No football is bad football, or all football is good football, or all pizza is good pizza? Well, all pizza is good pizza is not a thing because, because Chicago-style pizza is trash. Um, all football is good football is the closest to being true of the three things you said. Um, 
But in this case, this was not good football. This wasn't even entertaining football. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It sucked. It was pretty bad. And you didn't even have like the Manning cast to to drag you through it. So it was just like <laughs> a nightmare. Right. Uh you'd think in a game that had eighty passes thrown, a lot more than twenty one points would be scored. You you would think, but these two quarterbacks were just terrible. Um they had they had uh Almost identical numbers. Matt Ryan was 26 of 41, 251, two interceptions. Wilson was 21 of 39, 274, two interceptions. They were equally terrible. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson got hurt in this game a little bit. There wasn't, there just wasn't a lot going on either way. This was a field goal fest, as you can tell from the 12 9 score. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to dwell a lot here, man. The, I really don't want to. I, the Colts and the Broncos on. are just – the Broncos aren't very good. They're not nearly as good as everybody thought they were going to be. Everybody fell victim to that, I think, this year. Um, a little bit, we, yeah. We move on to the Giants at Packers uh, Sunday morning in London. This was actually a pretty decent game. Now, um, before we should happen to venture into the NFC least or NFC beast situation – are the Giants for real or are the Packers fraudulent? Uh, in this case, it was a little bit of both, I think. Yeah. The the Giants, Daniel Jones is managing games pretty well. They're they are utilizing Saquon Barkley perfectly. Um, and the Giants defense stepped up. Where on the other side of it, Aaron Rodgers can still do Aaron Rodgers things as we see him do every week, but there are very there are some very clear holes um, in the Packers offense that they just, there are some times where it just sort of it, it rears its ugly head, but I don't think that this means the Packers aren't a playoff team. Uh, I was already pretty far off of where the Packers were going to be in my preseason predictions. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're an even better team than I thought they were going to be, which isn't saying a lot because they're not like blowing people away right now. But given what Aaron Rodgers has to work with, uh, this is still a playoff team. They lost to the Giants, but the Giants are four and one. They're playing good football, playing good team football, which is such a cop out answer. Um, so I still expect the Packers to be there, you know, in the playoffs to, at the end. Um, but on that same, on that same coin, if and I'm not saying you think this either, but if if we think the Packers are going to be there at the end, right now with their current record, which is three and two. Do we think the Giants are going to be there at the end with their current record at four and one? That was actually going to be my question to you. I was going to say if you could, if you only had to pick one of these teams, both are fighting for the last wild card spot. Who do you think is going to get it by the end of the year? Um, I feel like I still, even though the Giants just beat the Packers, and even though the Giants have the better record currently, I still feel like I just put my faith more in Green Bay to make um, it into the playoffs. I will also put my faith in Green Bay, but for more of a a um, numbers reason, the Packers have a better shot at winning the division than the Giants do in placing in a division that's going to potentially have three teams with 10 wins. So mm-hmm. uh, the Green Bay could have a worse record and get in the playoffs because they won their division, whereas the Giants might just miss out because so many teams in the NFC East are good. True. Although I do think that the Vikings have a very good chance of winning the North. So that's why the 
the scenario of the Packers and Giants fighting for the last wild card spot is actually a very realistic one. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it's interesting, but I mean, I I hate the Giants. I know we were goofing on Facebook about the NFC least thing. Mm-hmm. I hate the Giants. I hate watching them win. Mm-hmm. But like, if I try to move past that, I they are doing things like on defense. They look they look competent, and that's not something you can usually say about a Giants defense. Right. Um, Daniel Jones, despite being not healthy, was still moving the ball pretty well with his feet. And Barkley's an absolute stud out there. They have no wide receivers, and they're still winning games. This is why I feel like the sort of football that Dable hasn't playing is a type that will just win them these scrappy games all season because they have nobody to throw to. Does it nope. not remind you of the Titans of yesterday? Yeah, it a does. little bit. It definitely does. Where they just it doesn't seem like they have a ton of weapons. They have a very good running back. Their quarterback is serviceable, and their defense played well, so they're just winning a ton of games. Yeah. It gets it done sometimes. And I, I think this is this really shows you how much better a coach Dable is than Joe Judge. Yeah, I mean for sure. Um I will say that uh I will say that I think you know this kind of this kind of football I don't think is sustainable necessarily because the re- requirement to win this way is zero mistakes. Right? Mistake-free football needs to be played, I think, to win with this type of roster. And that's not like a knock against the Giants, like because right now they're playing mistake-free football. And they're, you know, they're letting the other team make the mistakes and capitalizing it. It's very early Patriots as well. Um, I think I don't know. I don't think it's gonna sustain. And I think a a big a big reason is Barkley's health. I mean, you keep running that guy into the ground like that. It's eventually going to catch up with him, unfortunately. Uh, I do really like Saquon Barkley, though, and good for the Giants for getting to, to four and one. I don't know if we said the score of this game, but it was 27 22 in London. Yeah, uh, you, made, you made a good point. They've been, Barkley's been touching the ball a lot this week, doesn't, isn't as big mm-hmm. an indicator as that as it has been in previous weeks. He only had 16 touches total. Well, yeah, but he did miss like a quarter because he, he left with an injury. So, yeah. That probably is a big part of the reason. They would have probably gained, he would have gotten the ball probably six, seven more times if he hadn't left it for an entire quarter. Right. Um, they are they are running him into the ground, so we'll see how well he holds up. Uh, yeah, the pack the Giants pulled one out. The Packers had a chance to win this at the very end. Had a couple of balls batted at the line, right in the end zone, uh, or you know towards the goal line. Um, Rogers seems to be unfazed by sh- stuff like this all the time. So like, hey, Rogers isn't worried. I'm not worried. So, I guess we'll 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 move along. For sure, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this was the opposite of the Colts Broncos game, and not by like levels of excitement, but but by the scoring purposes of it not being a close game. Yeah. Uh, the Bills laid the wood on the Steelers for uh, putting it gently. Very frustrating to see. Oh, because of the because uh they're in the AFC East, right? Uh yeah. I mean we have to play them twice this season still. So uh I don't wanna have two games that look like this. You know? Yeah. But they're that good. I think they could look like this, and I don't like that. Uh Kenny Pickett was thirty four fifty two, three hundred and twenty seven yards and an interception. And he ran the ball once for ten yards. Yeah, he That's wasn't terrible for his no. first turn, right? No, not terrible at all. 
52 times he threw it. That's so many for a first star. Yeah, I mean, when you find yourself down, when you find yourself down uh, 31 to three in the in the first half, you you got to do some throwing, especially when Najee's been very ineffective on the ground this year. I mean, he had 11 attempts for 20 yards, averaged 1.8 yards a carry. His long was six. So, I mean, doesn't have anything going on. Not, I don't know what's going on with them. Um, their rookie Pickens though looks decent. Uh, six six catches, eighty three yards. He had a long of twenty nine. Uh, Josh Allen was twenty of thirty one, four hundred twenty four yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. Um, he also had five carries for forty two yards. Rigney was on the wrong end of a Josh Allen performance in fantasy this week. Yes, um, that's true. Gabe Davis had his one every three games. Gabe Davis uh, appearance, three catches, 171 yards. That's absolutely – that's a stupid number. He caught the ball three times for 171 yards. Yeah, a 98-yard touchdown pass will will do that to you. He had two of those catches were for touchdowns. Uh, Diggs was eight catches for 102 yards and a touchdown, and Shakir had three catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. So Josh Allen was slinging it all over the yard. Doing Josh Allen things and the Bills laid the three. Uh, and what was probably the most competitive game of the morning slash afternoon? The Chargers beat the Browns thirty to twenty eight. That was back and forth, huh? Yeah, uh, I really like Keenan Allen. Did not play in this game, but uh, he still let his presence be known on Twitter. When at the end of the game, the Chargers decide decide to go for it on fourth down in their own territory, and Keenan Allen tweeted out, uh, "What the f are we doing?" Um, and I think that that's pretty funny that he publicly kind of like called out his coach. Yeah, you, you never want to do that, and, and we'll get to the opposite thing where your a coach calls out a quarterback very blatantly, and how disastrous that can be for a locker room. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, uh, Herbert was 22 of 34, 228 and a touchdown. Um, it was Eckler, though, on the ground that absolutely uh, had a day. 16 carries, 173 yards and a touchdown. He also had four grabs for 26 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Eckler's turned it on here the last two weeks. He's he's uh, bursting back onto the scene. Yeah, he's been he was invisible for the first three weeks. It's nice to see him come back uh, to... Uh, reality, or at least the reality that we knew him as uh, the past couple of years. But the Chargers really have like two big weapons right now, and it's Eckler and Williams, and then everybody else is just kind of there for filler. Yeah. Uh, on the opposite side of the ball, Brissett was 21 of 34, 230 yards, touchdown and interception. Uh, Nick Chubb carried the ball 17 times for 134 yards and two touchdowns. A number I think is pretty eye-popping here is he carried the ball 17 times and he averaged 7.9 yards a carry. It's yeah. almost like, why do anything else? Right. He's getting 7.9 yards a carry. I know that that's he, not how that works. but I mean, he averages more yards per carry than Brissett averages p- yards per attempt. Which is, that is also very silly. Yeah, um, um, but I don't I don't want to say that as like a knock towards uh, Brissett because he's actually been playing pretty well here the first five games of the season. I think he only has three interceptions, although all of them have come at 
awful times of the game where they really need him to take care of the football in the last couple of minutes of the game. But, uh, you know, he, he's been pretty solid. Everybody thought Amari Cooper was going to be uh, just, you know, invisible. They didn't think he was going to be a factor at all because Brissett's throwing him the ball. And he's had some pretty solid stat lines. He went seven of seven, seven for 76 in a touchdown in this game. What that says to me though it's just a better wide receiver overall than i gave him credit for like in dallas yeah he's good. Uh, i always assume that's part of cooper's success was the offense and just having a lot of weapons and having an easier time getting open mm-hmm. but it's very clear that he is just that good a receiver where ob- he's the obvious number one in cleveland and and defensive scheme for him and he still gets open and catches and he's not just open man he's he's like sometimes he's wide open so like he runs those sort of Devonte adams routes where he he just he hits you with one quick double move, and the defender is halfway across the field, and he's just standing over by the sideline, waving his arms. Uh, he's just a lot better than I think, maybe, well, definitely uh, than I gave him credit for. I got to know how many of his receptions come off of play action, though, because Chubb obviously brings that defense in a little closer. Yeah. And yeah, when you're... when three of your receivers average over ten yards per catch, that's got to be a factor that the defense is moving in pretty close to try and stop the run, even though they can't do that anyway. And then uh, wide receivers, tight ends get, get kind of behind the defense and that helps out Brissett a lot. And it's a great, uh, he, he may also have been the beneficiary of that sort of thing in Dallas. Cause they had one of the best offenses, offensive lines in the league last couple of years. And Zeke and Pollard uh, were, were used to them running crazy. So like, that's a good point. The play action probably really pulls these these guys in and sort of leaves Cooper open. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the oh, I lost my spot. The Bears at the Vikings. The Vikings won this game 29-22. This game was closer than it should have been. However, um, the Vikings are one of my teams that I'm enjoying to watch um, this year. Justin Jefferson is a joy. I, I find him exciting to watch. Uh, Kirk Cousins started off this game 17 of 17 for 176 yards and a touchdown. I uh, thought that that was pretty wild. Yeah, he was, um, for a guy who absolutely poops a bed in primetime, he, he like has these so vastly different games where he's just like the most. I just don't know how you could be on both ends of that spectrum. It's very confusing. It's amazing, actually. Uh, Fields threw the ball 21 times, which I believe may be a season high for him. Yay, they did it. 208 yards and a touchdown. Those are not awful numbers, considering he only threw the ball 21 times. He also had eight carries at 47 yards, so he was their leading ball carrier as well. Um, yeah. Which is okay, because their running back was their leading receiver at four catches, 62 yards. That was David Montgomery. Yeah, Darnell Mooney has been a disappointment, in my opinion. I mean, maybe it doesn't help that he's like their only legit weapon, but they need to get him the ball more. I would say Cole Komet, too, a bit more disappointing than we probably anticipated. Yeah, I'm just saying like five targets for what's considered your best weapon on the field is probably uh, a tad too low. For sure. In a, game, in a game where you were playing from behind from the get-go. Uh, so I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. 
how much of this offense, this lack of offense, are we going to put on fields? Or is it not a lot? Just coaching. I don't put a lot of it on fields. Um, I think uh, I had like a mini rant about this a couple weeks ago, right? Where I said that they need to throw the ball with fields. And I was wondering if you were going to bring it up because Zach Wilson didn't throw the ball, the ball very much in, in the, in the dolphins game this week, but you know, the bears are pretty much like they've been behind in these games where he still has very little attempts. And, um, I just think they need to just let him rip it. You know, he's a first round pick. See what he's got. I feel like yeah. they're still hiding his flaws a little bit. And he performed pretty well in this game for all, you know, all things considered. He was like you said, you know, he was uh 15 to 21, 208 and a touchdown. Not too bad. He was also their leading rusher. So, you know, let him just let him play the game. I mean, there's a, a lot to be said about having an entirely different coaching staff two years in a row. Like you leave Ohio state, you come into Chicago. Um, and you're, you know, am I confusing Chicago with somebody else? Um, no, Matt Nagy was fired last year. Yeah. What the, Oh my God. I'm blanking. I do this every week. I'm blanking on their head coach's name. Eberflus. Eberflus. Yeah. From the Colts. Yeah, the defensive coordinator, perhaps having two different coaching staff uh, two years in a row and then having a defensive coordinator be your head coach isn't helping him a ton. He, I think he really needs – he needs that uh, uh, Doug Peterson in his life, that guy who's really, really good with the second um, – and he's just not going to get that in Chicago. There's no way this is, turns into like – Eberflus has two years and then they deal him, right? Because I mean, field, it just depends on the the, the player is always more important. Is almost always more important, and so you you spend the sort of draft capital the Bears spend on fields, and at some point you're going to have to make the change. Like, can't allow their offense to be this bad two years in a row. You're going to have to do something, um, and I I think. We've seen Fields be very good at, at like Ohio State, especially throwing the ball. So something's got to give here. Or I mean, or maybe Fields just isn't—he's just not a good as good a passer as we had hoped. And the and the the Bears are just sort of hiding those flaws from us by giving him very high percentage throws and stuff like that. I'm not a huge Fields guy. I wasn't before the draft either. Um, I will say, like when the Jets. You know, I'm obviously pretty interested in who the Jets are going to be drafting. So I'm looking up uh, Zach Wilson highlights and Justin Fields highlights. And I honestly couldn't decide who I thought was better between the two. Um, I still think it's up for debate. I don't know. Fields hasn't really been able to show a whole lot yet. And I think that Zach Wilson certainly has a better cast around him right now. The Bears did an awful job of surrounding him with talent. Like I said, Darnell Mooney's his number one receiver. Is he a number one receiver on most teams? Probably not. I don't think he is. Uh, Cole Komet is supposed to be his pretty good tight end that just decided decided to start catching some passes in the past couple weeks. Uh, Montgomery is like a fine running back or whatever, but their offensive line isn't like one of the best lines in the NFL. So, you know, that combined with the fact that you're, you know, he's, he started with, he started with uh, one head coach and year two is at a different head coach. And this is the same kind of stuff you saw with Baker, you know, like zero consistency with offensive coordinators, with head coaches. He goes to the Panthers to try and get some sort of like 
revival to his career and then you know they fire matt rule which is deserved by the way but it's just you know it's just another coach for baker and i you know i hate to see like justin fields uh suffer the same sort of fate but it's also you can't keep a bad head coach that's holding back your players either so while it's annoying to have to learn a new system it might be for the best and um you know i'm not saying at all that Eberflus needs to be fired right now i'm just saying that you know the nfl sometimes is a is a what have you done for me lately type of league and if the bears don't post a winning season this year which i highly doubt they do they need to have a really good draft class and then post at least 500 well they can't go 500 anymore because you know 17 games but you know at least somewhere around there right like seven and ten eight and nine kind of deal uh at least show this fan base that they have something to kind of root for in year two with Eberflus. but if they don't do that then he's probably gone yeah i agree uh on the other side of the ball though as you mentioned before kirk Cousins started this game like 17 of 17 but he finished 32 of 41 296 touchdown interception uh they ran the ball pretty well this week uh cook had 18 carries for 94 yards and two touchdowns uh jefferson did jamar jefferson things 12 catches 154 yards no touchdowns uh he averaged 12.8 yards a catch the detroit lions at the New England Patriots, this was awful. Yeah, I hated it. Not hated like awful, awful, and that the Lions, the Lions are like the second or third team in NFL history to come into Week Five with the with the highest scoring offense in the league, and then put up a donut. Awful. Um, I don't. I don't know that there's a whole lot to take away from this game either. I mean, New England came in there with their third string quarterback. Um, who played decent, I guess, for what it's worth. I didn't watch this game like it closely, so I don't really know how he looked, just going based off the stat line here, but he only had four incompletions. He went 17 for 21, 188 yards, a touchdown, an interception. He didn't get sacked at all. I don't know if that says a lot about his decision-making or if that's the O-line, but uh, Stevenson went ham in this game. 25 attempts for 161 yards. That's the most uh, rushing yards by a single running back in the Bill Belichick era which I think is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Uh, Stevenson was able to do that because of an injury to Damian Harris, which he'll be out a few weeks apparently. Uh, Jacoby Myers had seven grabs for 111 yards and a touchdown. Um, Jared Goff, 19-35. That's it. Reynolds has been the Lions' best receiver in uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's absence. He had six grabs for 92 yards. The Lions had shut out 29 to nothing. This was a stinker. Probably not fun to watch unless you were a Patriots fan. Yeah. Um, I hated looking at the scoreboard and seeing that the Patriots were shutting them out. That was awful to see. Yeah. Um, but especially in a week where, like, you know, the Jets win, you, 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 want, you want to see the other teams in the AFC East lose, and it's like, damn it. And not only did they not lose – but the Bills won by 35 and the Patriots won by 29. And then the Jets won by 23. And I'm like, I thought we had the best day and we didn't. <laughs> well, you had the best, you had the the better day than the other, the last AFC's team, which is a team that you beat by 23. Yeah. Um, the Seahawks at the Saints had probably the most fun game to watch of the day. I, I think, yeah, this was the most fun game I think to watch. 
And by watch, I mean I have I watched a lot of it on red zone because they were both teams were constantly in the red zone. Yeah. Um, Geno Smith is playing out of his mind this year for some reason. 16 to 25, 268 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Rashad um, Penny got hurt in this game, so Ken Walker did most of the carrying of the football. Is it is it premature to say Geno Smith is a top five quarterback right now? Um, he is in efficiency. Mm. Uh, I believe he also is in rating. Yeah. So I guess the answer has to be yes. I don't know if he is in in like yards or, or even touchdowns, but he is playing far and away better than anybody was even considering. I didn't even think he. I thought for sure it was going to be Locke that started for the Seahawks. And I think the Seahawks thought it was going to be Locke. <laughs> they threw Geno out there against their own better judgment. Yeah, I, I uh, really think so. The the Seahawks receivers are playing really well. They both had five grabs. Lockett, Metcalf, I mean. Lockett for 140, five grabs for 88 yards and a touchdown. The Seahawks are just, but they they are, uh, when I say the Seahawks, Geno Smith is putting up quite a few points. The Seahawks are two and three, though. And they lost to the Saints, 32-39. It was uh, Taysom Hill that had the day here, which I can't stand. I cannot stand that this man is not that he's playing well, but that he's listed as a tight end. Oh, for fantasy purposes. Can we, can, can we just guess how many times he lined up a tight end in this game? Is it, is it two? It's zero. Zero times. Okay. He's a tight end and he lined up a tight end zero times. Now, when I say zero times a tight end, I mean, if you could, if you consider four yards off the tackle off the line of scrimmage is playing tight end then sure i think it was like three or four times but he do, he wasn't anywhere near the line really and he he ran the ball nine times it's 120 and he had no catches and he had four touchdowns yeah i, I hate it i can't i just it annoys me to no end yeah, three rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown. Uh, he threw a touchdown to uh, Adam Troutman. So that's fun. You know why I think I'm actually bitter about this is because I lost a fantasy game a couple years ago because Eric got to start him in his tight end spot when he was playing quarterback for the Saints yep. because ESPN didn't fix that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, super bitter about that. I understand that, like, okay, he's a fantasy-relevant guy, right? But you're not going to play him at quarterback because he doesn't really start at quarterback. Okay, so so then designate him as a running back slash wide receiver, and you can play him in that in either of those roles or the flex. Yeah, uh, he and, shouldn't and, he shouldn't be designated as a tight end. Yeah, uh, instead in, instead people are going to put him as tight end. But there's going to be days where he does nothing because Alvin Kamara was very good this uh, in this game. Twenty three carries, one hundred and three yards. Uh, he was vultured three times by their tight end, which is the stupidest thing I've had to say. Um, so I, you're going to get games if you're starting Taysom Hill at tight end where he just sort of puts up duds. I have to dial you... that because this makes it sound like I just really realized it. It's not him that I don't like. It's this idea that he's considered a tight end, but he takes more snaps at quarterback that I just am, am annoyed with. And then he takes the snaps at quarterback and he just runs wildcat. So it's just... It's yeah, that he plays. It's, it's it's funny because he's sort of Debo esque, 
but like Debo's not sitting there saying like I want to be a quarterback and then fantasy football um sites like designate him as a tight end like he's just a wide receiver that also runs the ball and also may throw the ball sometimes so it's like he's kind of Debo but just really obnoxious about it remember in the old NCAA football games that you the the video games I mean Mm-hmm. When you recruited guys, you could recruit guys as ath- athletes. Just just make a position for these guys then as athletes or something. Yeah. Just stop designating them as positions that they absolutely are not. Well, uh, who was the who was the um I think it was the Michigan quarterback that the Jaguars drafted? Uh Dwayne Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh he I remember they came out and said that he was just an offensive weapon. So it yeah. showed up on the on the roster as OW. Thought that that was interesting. He uh, we cut out on I me. Mean, he showed up on the what? He showed up on the roster as OW. Oh oh ah, uh, offensive ro- weapon. Yeah, this is a guy that like never. I think his name was Dwayne Robinson. Maybe I got that name wrong. Maybe Demarcus Robinson. No, he's a wide receiver, right? For the for one team. He, he this is the same guy that like didn't tie his shoes, right? Denard. Denard Robinson. He didn't tie his shoes ever. I don't know about the shoe thing, but I know his name is Denard Robinson now. Um he got absolutely destroyed by Clowney. That's like one of the most iconic college hits of all time. Oh, when Clowney like flies through the line. He just absolutely smushes him. Smush. Um our next game, buddy. The Dolphins at the Jets, or the Dolphins, yeah, the Dolphins at the Jets. Take it away. Oh, this one was fun. Um, you know, the Jets, the Jets won the game. So, if that's if that's really all I need to have a good time, then a good time was had. Because <laughs> the because uh, the Dolphins, the Dolphins did not win this game. First first play of the game, uh, the Jets got a well. F- sorry, first first offensive Dolphins play of the game, the Jets got a safety. And Teddy Bridgewater was knocked out of this game for concussion protocol reasons and his elbow. And uh, it was pretty much over from that point on, except for in the second quarter, there was a little bit of a scare because Raheem Mostert decided that he could just run all over the Jets for as long as he wanted, however he wanted. Um, It came out that the defensive scheme for the Jets was kind of intentionally inviting them to run all over them. And then they played really soft zone coverage uh, to make up for the Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle speed. So I guess that makes sense. It was really terrifying to watch at the time, and I don't know if it's a cop-out or not. So we'll see, I guess, because, uh, you know, we're going against A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones this week. So I don't know if they're going to, you know, are they going to run all over us too? Let's, let's find out. But uh, Zach Wilson did exactly what Zach Wilson needed to do, uh, which was really just hand the ball off and watch the running backs go far away from him. So he went 14 of 21 for 210 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He did have a rushing touchdown. Um, so he ran for four yards or something like that and dove into the end zone. The Jets scored five touchdowns in this game. They were all rushing. Brees Hall went 18 for 97 with a rushing touchdown. Michael Carter went 10 for 21 with two rushing touchdowns. Braxton Berrios got in on the fun with one attempt for 15 yards and got in the end zone. Uh, Brees Hall had two receptions for 100 yards. Now, 
here's where the stat line could be a little bit misconstrued because Zach Wilson could have had two passing touchdowns here. They could have both been to Brees Hall. One was for 79 yards. The other was for 21 yards. Both times Hall was tackled on the one. And then Michael Carter ran both of them in for uh, one-yard touchdowns. So Wilson could have been, you know, 14 to 21 here for, for two touchdowns. But uh, it's not the way it worked for him. And then Miami, obviously, you know, uh, Skylar Thompson came in 19 for 33, 166 yards, did not throw a touchdown through one pick. Uh, Sauce Gardner got his first ever pick, by the way. Uh, Raheem Mostert ran all over us, 18 attempts, 113 yards and a touchdown. So is, is Sauce Gardner the one that's never let up a touchdown? Correct. And his whole career, and it's like all the way back to like high school, right? I know for sure his collegiate career, he never let up a touchdown. But yeah, um, there is some debate on whether or not he allowed a touchdown in the Browns game because Amari Cooper scored a touchdown. And some people are like, ah, was that zone or was that man? Either way, uh, Sauce was kind of like there ish. Like they couldn't tell if it was a break in coverage or whatever. So. I think that that's kind of gone away because I think people are counting that against him, which is fine. Whatever. It's the NFL. People are going to score touchdowns on him. Yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, that's cool, man. It's 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 been pretty exciting to see it be Brees Hall's season. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's killing it. And who would have known the Jets would have scored the most points this week of any NFL team? The only ones that drop a 40-burger. Yeah. That's dude, 40 points. When's the last time the Jets scored 40 points? That's not even me taking a, a dig, like just wondering. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Uh, week five, 2018. Oh, really? That's nope. My next words were gonna sound like I was taking a stab. I'm not. I, w- I was there, I was there. It was against the Colts. Uh, or maybe oh, nice. week six. I don't know. One of those weeks, who's playing quarterback? Sam Darnold. No, no, for the Colts. Oh, uh, Andrew Luck. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Is it okay? Um, the Atlanta Falcons have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Falcons lost this game fifteen to twenty-one. Um, the Falcons did basically nothing really on offense. Uh, Marriott of fourteen twenty-five, hundred forty-seven yards and a touchdown. He also led the team in rushing, seven carries for sixty-one yards. Zacchaeus had two grabs for thirty-nine yards and a touchdown. He was the leading receiver. Tom Brady was 35 of 52, 351 yards and a touchdown. That's so much throwing. What's the deal with this Tom Brady divorce thing? Is that a thing that happened or is happening, or is that just rumor still? Uh, I, I don't know. I saw a National Enquirer say that uh, they haven't slept together in months. It's just like, who the hell? Like, why is that even a thing anybody knows or has information about? I don't know, man. I really don't. I have no idea. I mean, I've heard things, but I don't know. And then I saw like Antonio Brown put out like a little oh, yeah. picture that said like, uh, why doesn't daddy live with us anymore? And it was like edited to show Tom Brady leaving. And then like, you could see a B like in the window, like with Giselle. Dude, he's, <laughs> like, like, Oh my, he's such a, he's such a fucking clown, dude. Like how, he really how, do, you, is. how do you say dirtbag and CTE? Cause Antonio Brown, is just he's out there, man. Like yeah. this dude was like a week ago, he was showing his ass to some random chick in Dubai in the pool, and 
Not only that, dude, he was like picking her up and like putting like like dunking her in the water and stuff like that. And the girl said that like she gave him no permission to do that. Like there was no no consent on her part from that. And like all the guys there were telling her, like telling him to stop. And he was completely naked in this pool. Like what is happening? This dude needs this dude needs whatever meds Kanye is supposed to be taking. He he desperately needs help, man. And the worst part is like he doesn't think that his behavior is is any indication of something that's wrong with him. Like he, it's like normal behavior. And then I saw of 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 like him. Like you see all this outburst now, so you didn't need this the after portion of the of this timeline. But like it showed him before when he was like at the peak of his receiving prowess in Pittsburgh. And he was mm-hmm. being asked game. Uh, he's being interviewed post game, and he was like, he was giving like intelligent, you know, well thought out football answers, and he just sounded like like a decent human being. And I'm like, this is the this is like the best like indication of a guy with a disease CTE or a brain injury like CTE that we yeah. so. We so very clearly do not know anything about because it's so it's like you're watching it unfold in front of your eyes, and then he's going to do something dumb. He's going to get himself killed, and then they're going to do some sort of they're they're going to do the the uh, autopsy, and they're going to and they're going to do the research on the brain. They're going to be like, oh yeah, this is the worst case of CTE we've ever seen. You're going to be like, no shit. Look at look at this behavior. It's like there's there's a very clear connection here between this this sort of asinine behavior. Behavior and injuries in the NFL. There's, I think it's a very clear connection. I feel bad for him, honestly. Yeah, they're going to open up his skull and realize that he just has a jellyfish in there. <laughs> his brain just been mashed. The groove to no, right? the brain just completely smoothed over. It's just a jellyfish. That's all it is. It's not even a, not even remnants of a brain. It's just a jellyfish. Wasn't well, that like an old medieval insult? Aren't they like you smooth brain harlot or something like that? Isn't that like a I don't know. I mean, that sounds. I mean, I know people have been calling other people like smooth brains, like kind of like on like Twitch and stuff lately. Not lately, but like you know, kind of stuff like that. Smooth but smooth uh, brain, yeah, smooth brain clown. Oh. <laughs> um, the the Tennessee Titans at the Washington Commanders. Um, this this game was going to be better. Uh, well, I say better. It was going to be won by the Colts, but Carson Wentz threw a very ill-timed interception, as he does in his career. You mean the Commanders? What did I say? Colts. Oh, jeez. Uh, the the Commanders. Yes, they they lost this game seventeen to uh, seventeen to twenty-one. Excuse me, I said that wrong. The Titans won twenty-one to seventeen. The Commanders were in position to win this game had Carson Wentz not thrown a very ill-timed interception. Uh, in the red zone, right in the red zone or the green zone, they're close. What's the uh, green zone? Green zone is like because the red zone's with ten yards out, right? Twenty. What do you say? I said the red zone is twenty. Twenty yards out. Uh, then the green zone is um, like thirty. 40? Yeah, it's like twenty-five and out, went further, like twenty-five to thirty-five. Oh. Uh, he did Carson Wentz things. He this he, he's a fish. He can be efficient all game, and then he'll throw an interception ill timed. Um, the thing I'd like to talk about here is actually, uh, so Wentz was twenty five of thirty eight, three hundred fifty nine yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, the intercept. He was having a great 
game until the the, the thing I want to talk about here is Ron Rivera was asked in comparison to the other teams in the NFC East that are all seeming to have success right now, what is it that they're doing that, that maybe isn't happening here? And he said quarterback. And I couldn't have, I couldn't help but look and think to myself, like that was the most knee jerk brainless reaction you could have given at that moment, especially considering the giants are operating with somebody like Daniel Jones and the Cowboys are winning with Cooper rush. So really what, what you mean is the quarterback right now, and our quarterback threw an interception that was ill-timed. Do you know what Washington's defense is ranked right now in the NFL? Thirtieth. That seems 30th. that seems not good with only thirty-two teams, but I don't really know how that math works. So they're like twenty-sixth in, in rush defense, and they're thirtieth in passing defense. Yeah, and and for some reason, Ron Rivera seems to think that the game that they're the the. The team's poor play is is completely on Carson Wentz's shoulder. This this guy is going to have this as long as he continues to throw one interception a game in the worst possible timing of the game. He's going to be considered the worst quarterback that ever got paid of all time, right there next to Sam Bradford. It's just a stigma he's going to always carry. Do you think that there's something that these? Do you think that there's something that these teams are seeing on the field that we as fans aren't seeing on TV or in the stat sheet? Because his stats look fine. They look super manageable. Like you're saying, like he has a pretty high completion percentage. He He's throwing for a good amount of yards. Um, he's throwing more touchdowns than interceptions for the most part. It, like what is he missing wide open touchdowns that we're not like we're not seeing that because we're not watching the game so intently. Like I don't I don't know what's happening. That's got to be a combination of like maybe not fully grasping the offense or having control of the offense. And Carson Wentz has, has gained his reputation as a guy that rubs people the wrong way in the locker room. So maybe there's a combination of things that we, we as fans just don't get to see, like even just as far as the football being played is concerned. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine a world where Ron Rivera said quarterback as a thing that he, that they're doing the, differently than the other teams in the NFC East, and he really meant that. That felt very knee-jerk to me because Wentz threw an ill-timed interception at the end. Uh, like, you know, if your defense had played better the whole game, you wouldn't even have been in a position for him to throw an interception there. You could have just been running the ball out and giving it the ball, giving the ball to your running back who's making his triumphant return after being shot a couple of times. Yeah, um, what a feel-good story that is, right? I mean, he didn't do much in this game. Yeah, but yeah. It's great that he came back for week five, nonetheless. Like, he came, like, it's awesome. So he survived the carjacking, number one. That's that's good news. And then and then he comes back to play football by week five. Like that's pretty awesome. Also, uh he had three times the amount of carries as Antonio Gibson did in this game. So I feel like Antonio Gibson is well on his way out when when the guy that comes back from the carjacking and getting shot in the leg a bunch of times out snaps you three to one. That's probably pretty bad. Yeah. I think so. I feel like this was a matter of time. It was really just like whenever he comes back, we're gonna we're gonna ease him in there. And then, so this nine carries for twenty two yards, I think, is indicative of where he'll be moving forward. I think that's gonna get like almost like they did with Damian Pierce. It's gonna get more and more and more each week. And yeah, Robinson could probably be a good running back. They seem to have a lot of faith. Um, but if you know if he fumbles near the goal line, Ron Rivera will blame the entire loss on him. Um. Yeah, we didn't really get a chance to talk about the Titans too much there, but Derrick Henry's back, just to let you guys know. 
Uh, Twenty eight carries, over a hundred yards, two touchdowns. He's 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 doing all the all the Derrick Henry stuff. <laughs> all the Derrick Henry things. The uh, the Houston Texans um, beat the Jacksonville Jaguars thirteen to six in a barn burner. Now, not really. As far as like team of the show goes, this was upsetting for us because Jacksonville was in contention contention and to stay in contention, I think you need to not lose to the only winless team in the league, right? Um yeah. I mean, are we going to give Jacksonville some slack to losing to a division opponent? Um if we're willing to give Kansas City slack for losing to Indianapolis? Um. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm not saying like they're done, right? I'm not saying Jacksonville is done. I'm just saying that this is very disappointing from them because, uh, Houston hasn't looked great at all. Uh, Jacksonville was looking pretty good. Got beat up by Philly a little bit, and then uh. Coming into this game, I expected a huge like bounce back game for them, and um, they really looked awful. Uh, Trevor Lawrence went twenty five of forty seven for two eighty six, zero touchdowns, two picks, uh, and that's off of a game where he turned the ball over five times. He had an interception and four fumbles against the Eagles. So that's just rough. You can't, you kind of can't have those those games like that. You got to start taking care of the football a little bit. It was a one possession game. He gave it away twice. Yeah, um, the Texans are leaning a lot more on Damian Pierce these days. He carried the ball 26 times, which is, I feel like, a ton for a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, people had a lot of faith in that Davis Mills was going to maybe take a leap this year. He doesn't appear to be doing that. It seems like the Texans will be in the running for whoever is the quarterback. Uh, I think it was at Alabama's quarterback right now. That's the front runner. Yeah, he's uh, he's been extremely disappointing so far. Davis Mills was one of the he would look like one of the better rookie quarterbacks from last year. And maybe it was just because nobody saw him coming. They didn't have a whole lot of game tape on him. I don't know exactly what it was, but uh, he needs to get it going. And, you know, Brandon cooks for my fantasy team. Like, come on, pick it up a little bit here. You know, you're getting a, you're getting a bunch of targets every game and five, five yards average, like per catch. What are we doing? Yeah. So as long, I mean, I'm okay with them if they keep handing the ball off to Pierce as well, though, for no particular uh, Shut up about it, though, okay? Shut up about it. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers uh, laid a beating on the Colts on the, on the Panthers. Jeez. When, I just assume that when I say lay a beating on it, that it's, it's the Colts. It's going to be the Colts, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, the Panthers are not good. Trash. Can I, I need to get, like, a little drop to put on our mixer here where it's just a toilet flush. And then whenever we talk about the Panthers or the Colts, we just hit the toilet flush. Yeah. Or the Texans. Um, Baker Mayfield is, is it a combination of having like so many different head coaches in so few years or is Baker Mayfield just not very good? I think he's not very good. I think he looked really, really good. He looked really good his rookie year. He looked pretty good his second year. I think a lot had to do with how good his cast was around him. 
Um, I'm not saying that Brown's coaching at the time was the best, but they had and still do have one of the best offensive lines in football. And they had a really good rushing attack. Obviously he had like OBJ and Jarvis Landry at the time. So he had good receivers as well. Um, he has a lot of those things here. I don't think the Panthers line is great, but he's got McCaffrey as a great bailout option. He's got Robbie Anderson as a downfield option. He's got DJ Moore as a consistent, uh, reliable target. And uh, you know they don't do anything. They don't do anything. I don't no, know what they're doing besides for nothing. So I will say though, uh, there's been a lot of grief about how DJ Moore hasn't been producing because Baker Mayfield has been trash. But then I saw a YouTube video of it was like a compilation of all of the DJ Moore routes that he's run, and he's not open very often. Like he doesn't appear to be as good as I feel like he's getting credit for. Yeah. Uh, and then when he is open, it's because it was like a play where Baker Mayfield scrambled and scrambled in the opposite direction. And then DJ Moore jumped up and down and got really frustrated because Baker Mayfield didn't throw it across his body all the way across the field to hit him. <laughs> and they're just like, you weren't open, dude. Like what I, I the, the Panthers weapons, uh, Christian McCaffrey, aside are not very good like uh, baker mayfield is, is a huge part of their problem but also they're just not very good yeah i mean i think he has better weapons than say somebody like justin fields who seems a little bit more competent than baker does yeah and that like, might even be an understatement really yeah a lot i mean he has he's has he has less opportunities to throw the ball to the other team but uh you know Baker seems to be a fan of doing that so far this year. I don't know. I don't know Baker's like season long stat line, but it can't be great. Let's see if I can look it up right now. We got. Sure. So we got uh, five games played for Baker. Uh, he is currently 84 of 153, which is a 54.9 completion percentage. That's so far the worst of his career. He has 962 yards. 6.3 yards per average. Uh, definitely the worst of his career so far. He has four touchdowns, four interceptions. I actually thought that line was going to be way worse. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been a uh, higher touchdown than interception ratio every other year of his career, except for this one so far. Maybe, maybe things change with Matt rule gone. I, I don't know. I feel like I doubt it. I mean, especially since Baker's now hurt. I don't know when he's coming back, but when he does come back, I don't know that it gets better. Um, no, I, I don't think so. You, I was also a bit surprised by the four touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, I was trying to, I was trying to look at Justin Fields just by comparison, but it's not really a fair comparison because Fields is thrown a third of the times that Baker Mayfield has. <laughs> yeah, he just needs to throw more, man. I, just, <laughs> um, I really want to see what Fields can do. I just they won't let him see what he can do. It's just it's very unfortunate that he's not getting the opportunity. The the 49ers, um, Jimmy Garoppolo was wildly efficient, 18 for 30, 253 yards, two touchdowns. Jeff Wilson's killing it, 17 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk was their leading pass catcher. Coleman, for some reason, caught a touchdown. I didn't even know Coleman was back on the Niners. I don't know when that happened. Coleman caught a touchdown and rushed it. Yeah. Rushed one in. He had, he had a good day. That's a double tutty day. The Dallas Cowboys at the L.A. Rams. 
The Rams are cooked, right? What are we doing with them? They gotta be. You would, something is happening here with Matt Stafford. Like I don't quite understand because Cooper Cup is still doing Cooper Cup things, right? So it's like, what's what is happening this year, or what happened last year that isn't happening this year? Uh, OBJ. Is, is that really it though? Is it just Odell? I mean, he's completing passes to. He's completing passes to Cup. He's completing passes to Higby. Allen Robinson seems to be washed. Um, I don't know what he's doing, but neither does Stafford because he doesn't even look his way. No. So he's he's just tossing the ball over to Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby constantly. Um, I mean, of of Stafford's twenty eight completions, fourteen of them went to Higby and Cup. Six of them went to Skaronek. So. Uh, all the white guys, I think, are just catching all the passes. Yeah, uh, you really you beat me to it. He's only completing passes to white guys, it seems. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, is it too late into the season to be like to to do the whole like? No, I'm not stressing about it. It's too early. Like we're approaching week week six here. Or is it is it time to start asking serious questions about some of these teams, or are we still in the nah, don't panic yet mode? I was actually gonna uh, hit you with a couple at the end of the show to see if it like if you had to put your money on them right now, playoffs or not, kind of thing. So so we'll get to that. All right, cool. But on the other side of the That's, ball, uh, dude. Yeah the 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 Cowboys. It's the Cowboys defense, which I I believe you were a beneficiary of this week. Yes, sir. The, the Cowboys defense has been pretty insane. Like, then they'd have to be really because Cooper Cooper Rushline threw the ball 16 times. Yeah, he didn't uh, do anything for 100 yards. He did almost nothing. Uh, he's playing again this week, which makes me pretty happy. Uh, yeah, I mean, he got sacked for the quarter, like he got sacked for 26, like a loss of 26 yards, which is the like a quarter of the amount of yards he threw for. So yeah. He's not not really doing a whole lot. I mean, I'm not saying he's not doing a whole lot in all these games, but they ran the ball 30 times in this game. Um, so and, they knew and it, what they were going to do. I know he only threw the ball 16 times, but a stat that's sort of like eye popping a bit is he's in the, in throwing the football 16 times. He only targeted four people. Yeah. Pretty amazing. That's insane. Right. And you would think, and you would think with only like, three of them had catches. Yeah. And you would think with this type of game script that, uh, he would be like having lots of dump offs to the running backs, and none of them are running backs. Yeah, Lamb uh, had five he... receptions for fifty three yards. Gallup had four for forty four, and Noah Brown had one for five, and that's it. That's those are all his completions. Yep. Uh, Zeke ran the ball twenty two times for seventy eight yards, but Pollard had eight carries for eighty six yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so the volume is there for Zeke. But the production is there for Pollard, which is like I mean, it's fine. I mean, if if your goal is to having a is to have a good rushing attack, the Cowboys saw this week. Um, but it was their defense, I think, that won them this game. Yeah. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Arizona Cardinals. Go ahead, man. Uh, the, the Eagles got out to a, a screaming start as they have done this season, and then they sputtered to absolute non-movement, bordering on moving backwards as the game went on. They 
they won this game and it was just a, it was a really difficult one to watch. Not because I was stressed that they weren't going to win, but because of how frustrating it was for, for to see them come out so hot and be so efficient and just to, just to sputter and die. Like they, they're, they could not get off the field on third down their defense. Uh, Kyler Murray, it was almost like he could have closed his eyes and just pointed to his, his, his little, uh, wrist thing with his plays there and just been like, all right, guys run this one. And it didn't matter if it was third down, they were going to get it. Uh, it was like one time it was like third and 17. And, um, the broadcast team was like, well, this is going to be a punt here. They're not going to connect on this. And I'm like, yeah, okay, here we go. And then bam, 18 yards. And you're just like, I don't understand how, how you're playing. They play up the ball. Like they were doing a thing that you saw a lot last year. That was frustrating was the Eagles defense plays up the ball 25 yards. And you're like, what is happening? They're going to throw it underneath and they're going to get the other 10. And then they, they did that cons- uh, consistently throughout the game. And this was towards the end of the game because Philly was in control. This They never, there wasn't any point where Philly didn't have the lead. So it's like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm nitpicking a game where we won because of the things that frustrated me. Um, Jalen Hurts was great on the ground as he's been all season. He was 26 of 36, 239 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he ran the ball 15 times for 61 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Sanders also had 15 carries for 58 yards. Goddard was the leading receiver on eight grabs for 95 yards. Uh, Philly won this game 20 to 17. Uh, Kyler Murray was 28 of 42, 250 yards, touchdown interception. Um, Kyler Murray was their most efficient runner, but James Conner led them in rushing with on nine carries for 55 yards. And Hollywood Brown had eight grabs for 78 yards and a touchdown. Like I said, Philly won the game. It was gross. Arizona had a chance at the end. I wasn't a fan considering how well Philly was playing to start this game. It was just very frustrating to watch. Uh, Hopefully they clean that up because this week is Dallas week, and it's one of two of my least favorite games of the season. The other one being Dallas. Yes. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to add a quick note here for Philly and the Cardinals here. Uh, The Cardinals did have a chance at the end of this game. Uh, Kyler was scrambling for the first down i believe it was like a third and six or third and seven or something like that and he slid one yard short and i guess i guess he had looked up at the board and they said first down which is why he went over to clock it immediately um still you got to know where the sticks are so that's a huge mental error on the part of kyler murray um I don't put the entire loss on them necessarily because you still Matt Amendola has to come out and make that kick. It wasn't a, what was it like a 42 yarder or something? It was a makeable kick. It wasn't like a 67 yarder or something crazy. Um, but that that's basically all I have to say, I guess about Arizona. Um, but I did have a feeling the Eagles were going to win this game, even though this is, this is the first time the Eagles have ever won in Arizona. I don't know if you know that they're not, it's not that they've never beaten Arizona before, but it's the first time they've ever won in Arizona. We beat them last year. Um, in Arizona? No, in Philly. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. okay, sorry. Um, but, yeah, so I was just going to say about Philly. Uh, Philly always gets off to these fast starts, and then I don't know if they sputter or if they just take their foot off the gas a little bit and don't know necessarily how to put these teams away yet. The thing that makes me nervous about Philly 
going into like deep playoff runs or even like if they get to the Super Bowl is if they play a team like the Bills, I don't really see an NFC team, honestly, that they'll have a problem with this because right now they're far and away the best NFC team. I don't know who else is better than them. Uh, I think number two is probably the Vikings right now, and they destroyed the Vikings. So <laughs> I don't really know who else is competing with the Eagles in the NFC right now. Maybe the Cowboys. I don't know. Um, but if they were to play a team like the Bills, you got to be able to put them away. You know what I mean? Like you got to keep your, your foot on their throat kind of thing. Um, I hope that the Eagles can kind of start to learn to do that because I think that with how slow Arizona starts off this game, this game shouldn't have been as close as it was. And I, so I understand your gripes. Cause I feel like, I feel like when you get on here and you complain about the, like an Eagles win, I feel like, you maybe think that people think you're annoying that you're complaining about a five and O's team teams win, but I understand your gripe because like the Cardinals haven't been playing great. So if the Eagles, the Eagles barely get out of Arizona with a win when they started off hot and the Cardinals started off very, very cold. I understand your gripe, dude. I get it. Uh, well, I appreciate that because that is definitely how I feel. I know people will think that that's annoying that you would complain about anything when your team is five and O, but when, when you're, uh, when you're that invested you you watch every second of every play and so you're like you know that you can do better than that or you know that they can do better than that and so like when they do things you're just like come on this is so silly uh, so it's frustrating uh the cow the eagles do have the cowboys this week but we'll, we'll get to that mm-hmm. i was gonna make a point but i'll make it when we get to that Later. uh the Bengals at the Ravens on Sunday night football. This game was frustrating to watch because that the Bengals won this game nineteen to seventeen. Yeah, nineteen seventeen uh, for the Ravens. This game is a little frustrating to watch because I've uh, I kind of like the Bengals. I kind of like rooting for them. Uh, they're a fun young team with a lot of offensive power. So why not root for a team like that? That's not in your division. Um, some the coaching. I have such a problem with the coaching and we'll get to the, the whole Raiders debacle in a second, but the, the Bengals on, on the one yard line, they ran four straight passes. Now Mixon hasn't been the most efficient guy, so I kind of get it, but on the one yard line, I'm not even mad. If you, if you sneak it with burrow, which is what they did the very next drive and they scored a touchdown four straight passes. And one of them was like, one of them was like a play action to like the tight end, like Hayden Hurst, like off in the flat and like Burrow just completely overthrows him. And then he's like throwing into traffic with like uh, with Jamar Chase. And I'm just like, what? like, I don't understand. There's like three Ravens defenders in that area. Why are you guys doing such low percentage plays that you need one yard? Just sneak the ball or run it with Mixon, like high percentage plays to get one yard. I don't get it. Uh, that kind of stuff is super frustrating. Um, I hate when teams try to overcomplicate their offense and then they end up just outsmarting themselves. And uh, I think the Raiders ended up doing that as well. Like I said, we'll get to that. Yeah. So while I can appreciate fantasy-wise the, the hyper-targeting of Jamar Chase, because he had 12 targets and a few of them were in the red zone, um, he only caught the ball seven times for 50 yards, which is a the theme of the season. Uh, Burrow was 24 of 35, 217 yards, a touchdown to interception. Um, as Ricky mentioned, Mixon was four, had 14 carries for 78 yards, which is a 5.6 yards per carry uh, average. 
which is efficient enough to warrant possibly giving him one of those three snaps at the goal line. Four even. They turned the ball over on downs. Yeah, so. Awful. The Lamar Jackson on the other side of the ball was 19. 3,270. He also led the Ravens in rushing at 12 carries and 58 yards. Uh, Mark Andrews was their leading receiver. Eight, eight grabs and 10 targets for 89 yards and a touchdown. The Ravens won this game 19 to 17. I fell asleep watching this game, not because it was boring, but just because I fell asleep and I was sad about it. And also, <laughs> uh, actually, no, well, again, we have a couple bones to pick with the Monday night game, but we're there now. So Raiders at the Chiefs. You want to you pick your bone first or you want me to go first? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, okay. Let's just set the scenario here for fantasy football. Okay. I was playing Mary in our home league. Yep. And I was down by 33 points and I only had Travis Kelsey left. Now I'm one in four and I, I think I have a pretty good team. I don't think I should be one in four. Every single week has come down to Monday night. And, um, you were down 37, weren't you? No, 33. I thought Kelsey scored 33 and you were down 37. No, Kelsey scored 30. Okay. And I lost by three. Yeah. Uh, I needed Kelsey to score 33 points. He scored 30. I, I can't believe that in a game where he scores four touchdowns, he only gets 25 yards. That's just, okay. That's my fantasy part out of it. Uh, chiefs, Chiefs looked bad in this game, but then also kind of great at the same time. It's a real weird thing that like Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes can do is kind of look awful, but still look great at the same time. Uh, it's, it's kind of the thing that great teams can do, right? They can come out kind of flat and then just realize, okay, that's only one half of football. We still have a whole nother half to play where we can just come back and, and win this game. Uh, let's get to, do you want to say stats first and then get to the Raiders gripe? Yeah, yeah. Um, Derek Carr was 19 for 30, 241 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs had a great game, 21 carries, 154 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Adams had two long touchdown catches here. He was mm-hmm. three grabs, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, most of his points came off those long touchdowns. He had a 58-yarder on, I think, their opening drive. Yeah, not and not on the stat sheet here, but he did have one knockout as well. Yeah, yeah, one and one with criminal charges came with that. Yeah. Um, Pat Mahomes, 29 of 43, 292 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, as Riggy mentioned, all four to Travis Kelsey. Um, McKinnon was their leading ball carrier, eight carries for 53 yards. Valdez Scantling, uh, six grabs, 90 yards on eight targets. Um, Kelsey caught all, or he caught seven of his eight targets, but they were for four touchdowns, which I don't know if you listen to his podcast he has with his brother, Jason Kelsey, but I, I heard that correctly. He had made fun of himself for that actually this week. Did he? For Good. having only 25 yards. Good. Because I, I needed him to have uh, 55 yards. Yeah. And he would have won. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Raider, the Chiefs won this game 30 to 29. But do you want to know why? Guys, they didn't have to. guys do you want to know why they won it 30 to 29? <laughs> because with four minutes. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. So it's seven minutes left. The Raiders are driving down the field, trying to tie the Kansas City Chiefs, who have just scored on their previous five drives. And with four minutes left, they hit 
Devontae Adams on like a 50-yard touchdown pass. And for some unknown reason, they decide to go for two. And I get, okay, analytically, they say that this is the play. I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. I, I would understand if there's four seconds left in this game and you don't want to go to overtime with Patrick Mahomes, who is literally just scored on his last five drives, then yeah, go ahead. Go for two. You right, you go for the win or you lose because you don't have faith in your defense to stop Patrick Mahomes anyway. But there's four minutes left. You have no choice but that you're going to have to stop Patrick Mahomes. Right? Because yeah. it's not like he can score and only score one and tie you guys. So no matter what, he's driving down the field to at least try and score a field goal. So you have to stop him regardless. So why you wouldn't just tie the game there and then still try and play defense is completely beyond me. I thought it was it's up there with the most boneheaded calls I've seen all year. And there's been a lot of them by coaches. I'm telling you with the coaches just trying to be so slick and trying to outsmart like the other team, all they're doing is outsmarting themselves. And it's, it's tough to watch as a, as a person that likes watching good football. It's really, really hard to watch people make stupid, stupid, stupid decisions on the sideline. Yeah, uh, I, I'm glad that you you said it that way because my exact thought process at the time was, why are you going for the win with four minutes left? Pat Mahomes is getting the ball back either way. So I'm just like, well, I don't want I for the life of me, couldn't understand the, the purpose in that. There was four minutes left. Like the, you, them going for it told me two things. One, you've already lost this game now because no matter what happens here, either you're going to miss this and Mahomes is just going to bleed the clock out or – you're going to get this and then Mahomes is going to go to the pocket version and then you're going to be right back on square one. So yeah. they should have just kicked the extra point and, and given themselves the, the, the chance that maybe they stopped them and get the ball back with a chance to, to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very boneheaded. Uh, not the most disappointing part of this game for me though. Uh, the most disappointing part of this game for me was the, the five leg parlay I had placed. <laughs> oh boy. The I just for context, I had bet the over on six and a half receptions for Travis Kelsey, the over on four and a half receptions for Hunter, 38 and a half Derek Carr passing attempts, Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown, and Jacobs to have over 61 and a half rushing yards. All of those things happened except for Hunter Renfro getting four and a half having five catches like I needed him to, he had four. Uh, I placed $25 on his bet to win 500 and I missed it by one Hunter Renfro catch. Rough. You uh, hate to see it. I can't. The, the other, the, the bigger thing here though is he went into that like two catches on the day. So it was like, oh god! I so I had already made peace with losing this bet before the Raiders drive had started because he only had two, and I needed him to have five. And then he caught two in a row, and I was like, oh god, is this going to happen? And then the Raiders did Raider things, and Derek Carr threw interceptions. Devontae Adams was pissed. He pushed the cameraman over. He got charged. He's going to get suspended. It's going to be great. Yeah, um, this is essentially how I felt about the whole Travis Kelsey thing, where I was like, I don't have a shot to win this, like. I, I actually, before the game, I looked up Travis Kelsey's best fantasy games ever, and he, in his entire career, had only had two games where he scored more than 30 points. One was like 36, and one was like 35, 
And in both of those games, he had three touchdowns. And I'm like, so he's going to need three touchdowns, 10 receptions, and like 120 yards. And then he scores on the on like their first touchdown. It was him. And I was just like, okay, that's a good start. I'm not getting excited. He scores a second touchdown. I'm like, this is interesting at the very least. It's very interesting. He scores the third touchdown. And I'm like, how close am I? Because now I'm looking. Now I'm paying more attention. And I look and I'm like, okay, so I still got like another 10 points or whatever. I'm like, he probably needs to score another touchdown, which isn't going to happen. And then he scores a fourth touchdown. And I'm like, no kidding. Okay, here we go. We're three points away here. This is kind of amazing. And then the Raiders, I'm like, I just need the Raiders to score again. Put it into OT, right? Just need them to score again. The Raiders score and then they go for two like the dumbest people I've ever seen in my entire life and ruined my day, ruined my whole day. <laughs> so maybe, maybe my little upset because of the fantasy thing. Sure. Sure. But also it was a very stupid decision also. So, I mean, yes, you're upset about the fantasy thing, but the situation you were in with fantasy is why you were able to pay close enough attention to acknowledge how stupid of a move that was. Cause otherwise you wouldn't have cared so much. You wouldn't have been paying as much attention and you may not have been, have even really noticed how dumb of a call that was with four minutes left. What a stupid call. So leaving week five in the rear view, moving on to week six, uh, hoping for Eagles jets W's here this week. Yeah, it'd be nice. As a, um, Let's let's uh, let's get right into it, man. Thursday night, tonight. If you're listening to this show on Thursday, um, and or yesterday night, if you're listening to it on Friday, and two nights you go if you're listening to it on Saturday, you can you can stop, you can stop, you can stop, you can stop. Um, <laughs> the Commanders at the Bears. The Commanders are one point road faves. Oh, I have Commanders one point road dog. Oh, I'm I, sorry. Road dog. I, you're right. Sorry. I was wondering if we were looking at different things. Um, I currently have Bears. I think I'm going to go with Bears here. Uh, home team on a short week. Commanders don't look great anyway. So if it was like a good team going into face Chicago, uh, I get it. But it's really not. So Bears. Uh, I'm going the Commanders here. I think I think Wentz has a bit of a redemption game coming. I think they're just their offense is better. Their their offense is better than their defense. Uh, Carson Wentz is one of the better spots in their team. Sorry, I'm just I'm just being a jerk to Ron Rivera. Uh, before, uh, before we go on though, uh, you gained two games on me this week, but you went ten and six. I went eight and eight. That brings our overall season records to Rigney forty thirty nine and one, and Travis forty four thirty five and one. Eat it, loser. Uh, you are two and one. <laughs> you are two and one with your locks. I'm three and zero oh with my locks. Very nice. So keep in mind, you got to pick a lock. I got one already. Okay. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are five and a half point road favorites. Locking it up, Niners. Boom! There it is. Uh, I got my lock. It's a very next game. Yeah, I I did plan on locking the Niners so. Um, I'm picking the I'm picking the Niners to cover the the five and a half also. Um, me, I am as well. I think the Falcons are terrible. Um, the Niners are going to win this game easily. 
the New England Patriots are three-point road dogs to the Browns. <sighs> I really want the Browns to win. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm kind picking the, the Pat- I'm picking the Patriots. Say, kind of the Patriots are going to win though. Are they No. No, I'm picking the Browns. I'm picking the Browns too. All right, good. <laughs> what just happened? Um, because we both realized it was freaking that they're starting Bailey Zappi at quarterback. I don't the know Browns have one of the best rushing tacks in the league. I don't know if that's necessarily it. I don't know why I think the Browns are going to win. I don't know at anything. Yeah, that's fine. The New York Jets are seven and a half, or excuse me, just seven point road dogs to the Green Bay Packers. When will Vegas learn, bro? Don't make us dogs, okay? Now I'm going Packers here. I think the Packers are going to win. I did take the Jets with the points, though. So for whatever that's worth, I do think the Packers win. Um, I am taking the Packers to win as well. I am also taking the Jets to cover here. I don't like I don't like the Packers at home after a loss. I don't like that. Yeah, I get that. Though uh, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers could go on one of those tears. Um, no, the Jets even is playing fine. I'm, I'm I, I like the Jets to cover here. The Jacksonville Jaguars are two point road dogs to the Indianapolis Colts. I'm really pulling for a uh, a, a Jaguars uh, bounce back game here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jags. Uh, I am also going to go Jags. I think the Colts are awful. I think the Jaguars have the they have the better coach. Wink, wink. And that's uh, <laughs> a that's a funny comment because it's Doug Peterson playing Frank Reich. Uh, both those guys want to roll together. Uh, for, which, Jag- for which team? For which team? The Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, okay. Thanks for bringing it up. The uh, Minnesota Vikings. Oh crap! My phone locked. My phone locked. The Minnesota Vikings are three-point road favorites against the Miami Dolphins. This is tough because it's on the road, but I think I like the Vikings here, um, especially if Skylar Thompson is starting for the Dolphins, which I believe he is because I know two has already been ruled out, and I think Teddy is still in concussion protocol, so I'm pretty sure Skylar Thompson is going to be the start here, and I'm hoping the Vikings win. Let's make some separation in the AFC East. Yeah, right. Um, the I saw something that said the Dolphins are starting Skylar Thompson. I just don't know where I saw it now. Just a minute okay. ago. Uh, I'm also picking the Vikings. I almost considered the Vikings as my lock here. Uh, but I'm just going to take them to win, and I'm going to take them to cover as well. The Cincinnati Bengals are two-point road favorites against the New Orleans Saints. Um, I'm going Bengals here because I don't think they're dumb enough to fall for the Taysom Hill thing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Saints here. I think their defense plays well. Uh, And if Higgins is still struggling with an injury and teams continue to double Jamar Chase all game like they just did, that's uh, going to be another rough going, especially since they're not really giving the ball to mix in the way that they should. I'm going to go Saints. All right. I think that's fair. It's very, very astute observation. Uh, thank you. The Baltimore Ravens are five-point road favorites against the New York Giants. Give me the Giants. 
get the no no give me the ravens um but the giants will cover i think um i'm also taking the ravens and i am taking the ravens to cover i think I don't think that this by any means means that the Giants are going to fall off. I think this is just a tough matchup with the Ravens, who are a very, very good team, despite their secondary not being awesome. Okay. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eight-point road favorites against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, man. I feel like this should be easy, but I felt like last week should have been easy for the Bucs, and it wasn't for some reason. I'm definitely going Steelers covering the eight points but i think i'll take the bucks to win um i am taking the bucks to win i'm taking the bucks to cover and i am taking the bucks to lock for the second week in a row nope shouldn't have done it dude no kenny pickett's gonna ruin your day i don't think so man yeah you're probably right steelers are pretty terrible no they're not they're not as bad as like the colts they're pretty bad uh and what I believe is the I, biggest spread of the week, the Carolina Panthers are 10.5-point road dogs to the L.A. Rams. Uh, I'm going Panthers here to cover. Uh, I still think the Rams look like trash. I'm hoping that the Panthers' interim coach knows enough to just run through the Rams um, and be able to stop Cooper Cup because that's all you really have to do. Just run on them and stop Cooper Cup. And I think that you beat the Rams. Okay. Um, you said you're picking the Rams, though? Picking the Rams to win, but I think the Panthers will for sure cover. Um, I am picking – I'm taking the Rams to win. I am also taking the Rams to cover. Um, Go with the two big – the big ones today, huh? The Carolina Panthers – I'm sure I'll change some of these by Sunday. I always do. But mm-hmm. um, the Carolina Panthers are – not very good right now. They did just fire their head coach and PJ Walker is starting a quarterback. I think it's a recipe for disaster against LA. I'm taking them with the 10 and a half points. Maybe. Maybe. The, the Arizona Cardinals are three point whole, uh, road favorites against the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to take the underdogs here to win outright. I think the Seahawks are going to win. I am also taking the Seahawks to win outright. Oh, look at us doing the same things at the same uh, time. Seattle is a tough place to play, man, and they always play the Cardinals really well in Seattle mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. So uh, Geno Smith's been playing lights out, as we talked about before. I don't see a reason why Seattle can't win this game. True story. Of the week is the 425 game for some reason. The This should be flex. Get the Broncos and the Chargers out of that Monday night spot. Mm-hmm. Because the Chiefs just played on Monday night. The Buffalo Bills are three point road favorites against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking the Bills here. I think the Bills are the much more complete team. Their defense is is very, very good. And I think if they if they try to lock down Kelsey, I don't know that they're gonna I don't know that the Chiefs are gonna be able to use MVS against the Bills the way they they were able to do that against the Raiders. Yeah. Going Bills here. Uh, I'm going Chiefs here. Uh, this game is in Arrowhead. It's going to be a mm-hmm. tough place to play. Uh, Pat Mahomes has been playing pretty decent. I know you saw that that little video that somebody spoofed. Of Pat Mahomes was saying, I'm here on the sideline talking to the Raiders sideline. But somebody voiced it over with Kermit the Frog. 
I don't think I saw that. You didn't see it? I'll have to send it to you on TikTok. But it's just like you can the the audio was you could hear the raw audio and it's Pat Mahomes just going, I'm here, I'm here. And then uh but somebody voiced it over, so it's really like, I'm here, I'm here. It's just perfect <laughs> voice, and I was oh my god, it's so funny. Uh the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh I'm going Eagles win, but Cowboys cover. I think this is probably a three-point game. Actually, on the pick'em sheet, I wrote it down. Eagles 20, Cowboys 17. Same score as the Eagles game from last week. Um, Dallas' defense has been playing lights out. Uh, Cooper Rush has been doing the Daniel Jones thing where he manages the game pretty well. I think Dallas for sure covers. I haven't decided yet. Philadelphia hasn't beat Dallas in since... The last time Philadelphia beat Dallas, the people who scored in that game were Travis Fulgham. And that's uh, all you need to know. <laughs> Travis Fulgham. Uh, Riley Cooper. <laughs> I, think, <sighs> I don't know. I can't even remember now. People who aren't on the team anymore scored. Uh, defensive player scored. It's not on the cloud. Uh, Philly hasn't beat the Cowboys in, in a few years. And in fact, the last two's last the last two games have been have been a blowout. Uh, so not great. I'm not overly overly confident going into this game. I am still going to pick the Eagles to win. That feels terrible. I have to be honest. Uh, I'm going to pick Dallas to cover though to make myself feel better here because there's there you just, go. there's just no way Philly does not play Dallas very well. I don't I don't quite understand the science behind it, but Philly. Does not play the Cowboys well at all. The Denver Broncos are five-point road dogs against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I'd be okay if it was higher than that. I'm going Chargers to win and cover. Uh, Samesies. Russell Wilson's hurt. The Broncos are terrible. This should be a Chargers 200%. Broncos defense is good. But I just I don't see their offense isn't going to be able to keep up with the Chargers offense. I don't think even even though the Broncos have a good defense, I just don't see it happening. Um, so what what was the game you wanted to play? Oh, so I just wanted to go through a couple of these teams, and I wanted I'm just going to say the team, and you say playoffs or no playoffs. Okay. Like you have to like you're you're betting your life on it, buddy. Okay. Oh God. All right. Oh, good. I haven't been betting very well lately. Broncos. No playoffs. Cowboys. Playoffs. Rams. Oh, man. No playoffs. Bengals. No playoffs. Neither Super Bowl team, huh? No, all Super Bowl Dolphins. No playoffs. Ooh, Dolphins fall out. Uh, okay. Okay. I think two is dude, I think two is gonna struggle all year with this. You think he in was and out at, every game and stuff like that? Yeah, I think he every time he gets whacked even a little bit, they're gonna pull him and it's gonna it's bad. It, he looked those hits look so bad for him that, that I think he's gonna struggle with this all season. It's honestly really scary stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, I feel really terrible for him of how poorly this has been handled. Yeah. 
True story. Seahawks. No playoffs. Okay. That one was a little easier, but I just yeah. wanted to see where you're at with that one. Uh, Browns. Playoffs. You think they sneak in with Watson at the end of the year? Yep. Uh, Packers. Playoffs. Colts. No playoffs. So you have the Titans winning that division? Uh, yes, I guess. You sound so sad about it. Just because I picked them to not be very good, and it's just like that whole division is pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, I got one more for you. All right. Saints. Playoffs. Okay. All right. That was a little game I like to call. Are they in the playoffs Jam? if you think they are? Or, or could they not be in the playoffs if you don't want them to be? <laughs> pending title um remind the people man we got beer olympics this weekend beer olympics this weekend not a lot to talk about that's why we didn't do a preview show because we are doing random teams day of yeah uh, we will be watching a royal rumble to determine the teams and it's a little bit of little funsy stuff because then uh uh you kind of we assigned everybody a wrestler and then when that wrestler gets out, bam, you find out what team you're on. And just to run down the wrestlers, I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, Travis's brother, Tyler, is going to be played by uh, Chris Jericho. Murph is going to be played by Kane. Yeiser is going to be played by Mankind. Cody is going to be played by Triple H. RJ is going to be played by The Big Show. Travis is going to be played by Rey Mysterio. Evan's going to be played by The Undertaker. Jordan will be played by The Rock. Haas will be played by Stone Cold Stephen Austin. And Grasso will be played by Bret Hart. I will be played by, of course, Mr. McMahon. And Headache will be played by Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid. What, All, what wrestling game is this? This is WWE 13 for okay. the Xbox 360. Okay. Yeah. It's the Attitude. It's like the Stone Cold edition one. So it has like the Attitude Era guys and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So yeah, that's why I picked that one because nobody knows like the newer guys like you and I do really. You know? I'm so I am I'm very excited for one thing and and a little bit down on the other thing. The thing I'm very excited for is the random teams. I don't even know why I'm very excited for that because mm -hmm. because it doesn't give you time to prep at all. You got to think of your game plan for the whole Olympics right on the spot, which can be you can make I mean, you could adjust it as you go, but it's just a weird spot. I mean, usually everything's pretty well planned out and everything is very anticipated, though I really mm -hmm. like the idea of random teams. Um, the boat race being randomized as far as where it places is weird to me. I I was with you. I feel like it's always a sort of lighting of the torch event for the Olympics. Yeah, that's how I always feel. Uh, I like it being first. I, and I like it being first because I feel like it gets my body in that mass consumption mode. When yep. you start off with the chug right off the rip. Yeah, because I was I used that argument also with Haas. And I was basically just like, you know, I like I like that it's like the lighting of the torch. Everybody kind of basically cheers like together, has a beer, and then uh, you know, it's it's an event, but it's kind of like, okay, let's get into like the real deal, like games and stuff like that. You know, we we kind of just cheers, drank our beer, and now we're getting going. He's like, Oh, well, we can still do that. And I'm like, mm, no. I will not be taking part in any extracurricular beer drinking. Uh, I know my weakness. Okay. Uh, my weakness is 
of the consumption uh, variety. I cannot, I cannot consume a lot of alcohol quickly. I will get very, very full, although it's weird because I can eat a lot of food. Uh, I don't know how it works with liquids and stomachs. And, okay, yeah. Beer gets you. Yeah, so I, I don't know. My stomach gets really, really full quickly. I have to, I usually have to end up making myself throw up. Um, another reason why I don't like random events because I like the pace of team event, team event, singles event. That's usually a break. Uh, team event, doubles event. That's usually a break. Team event. You know what I mean? Like I like that kind of pacing a lot better for me because it's not you know event, 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 event all in a row that I have to do. Uh, where random, I can't plan for that. I have no idea what I'm going to have to do in a row. So that's something that I don't really like. Although we did do random events last year, minus yeah. uh, boat race and, and money ball. Yeah, and I did all right in that one. So that's good. Um, the other cool part about the Olympics this year is the the shirts are Halloween themed. Mary and, and Luca were pretty jealous about the Jack Skellington picture ish on the uh, shirts. These are these are good. These are really good designs this year. Oh, this yeah. is Murph, top three for a bang up job. I like the I like the Mario themed one. I think that's my favorite of all time. The Mario mm-hmm. themed beer Olympic shirt. Yep. Uh, and this one's two or three. The the shirt where we put like Haas's dad and my mom's initials are on are on my list up for obvious reasons. Yep. Beer Olympics eleven. Yeah, these pink are up there. Yeah. Um, it's pretty awesome. I'm pretty pumped. I, I I wasn't like not pumped for the beer Olympics. It just was something that was sort of out of out of mind here for the uh, last couple of weeks. Yeah. And then as this week crept up on us, I've been getting a, a little bit more exciting excited each day. Yeah, so much so that you created odds for boat race, right? Like you uh, yeah. made all these odds, and, and then I got uh, yeah, we get into some gambling issues, and you know, I'm trying to put money down that I could beat your brother in the boat race, and he's like a hundred bucks says you can't, and I'm like, well, a hundred bucks can't actually talk, so why? Don't... It's 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 fun, you know what I mean? Some some trash talk and. Tyler isn't really like a big part of the group text because he likes to just put it on mute because he doesn't like interactions with his friends. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so that's basically how that works. And then he comes in and Travis like, oh, look, you got him barking like a dog now. And I'm like, well, I like dogs a lot more than ghosts. So I'm glad he's here. Uh, dude, it, oh, man, that was an, first of all, that was an underrated comment, right? Because it's just like he just had time. So I prefer the dogs. Which I thought was a very underrated, funny comment that people, not enough people laughed at. But that wasn't the one you said right before. That was the funniest one. I I, had, I like belly laughed for like a <laughs> couple of minutes because RJ was going back and forth with Tyler about why you know Tyler's like, what's the over under for how many times RJ's laying on the floor? And RJ's like, jokes on you, I'm laying on the floor right now. And he's like, I lay on the floor for everything for when I eat spicy food or drink too much beer. And he listed all these things. And Rigney was like, you didn't list going to sleep. first of all i didn't even notice he didn't like the most obvious one he didn't even list it (laughs) yeah i thought it was hilarious he's like i just lay down for everything drunk high lift to lift too heavy run spicy i'm like you didn't list when you're tired like that's weird it's like the main time you lay down (laughs) oh my god it was funny that was good and just like i don't know i feel like Sometimes your uh, your comedy goes too under the radar, man. I can't be the only one that gets the joke sometimes. Appreciate it, man. I mean, that's like the time, uh, what was it, New Year's Eve? Uh, we were at my house and we were playing um, Quiplash. 
and it said name name an awful costume for a toddler or something like that and it was me and you that were going against each other and you said i believe you said porn star everybody including my own mother voted for your comment i think mine was the best pick i said pinata because how hilarious would it be to dress a toddler up for Halloween as a pinata where all the other kids beat the crap out of him and all of his candies flying everywhere? It's it's even worse because those are two awful, awful things, right? Those are so bad. I don't even like that my brain went there. Uh, yours was definitely more well thought out. Mine was sort of more low-hanging fruit. Well, I just thought it was hilarious that like, I expected a quiplash there. Like I was laughing at my own comments so much. And, and so when, when it came up and when it came up porn star and, and uh, what did I say? Oh, pinata. I was just like, okay, watch this about to get the quiplash and everybody except for Murph voted for you. And Murph's just in the corner of the room dying. Like, yo, pinata (laughs) is gold. And then everybody else is just like, how do you think pinata is funny? And I'm just like, no, pinata is hilarious. You guys just have your mind in the gutter and just want to dress all your kids up as porn stars. And it's crazy. Well, well, the question was technically which one is more awful, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is awful. But (laughs) the porn star thing is is definitely, I guess, worse than the pinata. But the the imagery of of dressing your kid up like a pinata, then they have to go around and collect candy is hilarious. (laughs) It is definitely funnier. Uh, <laughs> it's for sure funnier, and I think that that's the point of Quiplash, really. <laughs> yeah, my mom plays it very literally. It's just like you know, what was in this guy's pocket, and she's like, a wallet. Like, okay, but that's not funny. Like, yeah, it's probably what could have been in that guy's pocket, but it's not like a pocket. funny answer. No, yeah, you gotta go for funny. Yeah, the first time she played it, she was like that, but then I think she realized that like. The whole point is like to do funny answers or whatever. By the way, Quiplash, super underrated game. Everybody yeah, should play it. All right. I think we're done here for the week. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday to recap week six and talk about week seven. Hopefully, my fantasy team is two and four at that point. If not, I'm selling. Hopefully, my team is not two and four at that point. Right. Because you're two and three currently. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. Later, fellas. See you. Lady fellas, see ya.